Um, I have absolutely no control of anyone. You just go on. It's just like, who's he? So I got a, this guy sent me an email from a guy from Hawaii about a, a physicist and everything that's doing this work on a, called the black hole. This is not an advertisement for him, but you may want to check it out. And Black Hole with W-H-O-L-E. So there's a nice little movie video on Vimeo. You wanted me to check it out. And then today I'm driving in KPFA and someone's talking about the similar thing. So usually when that occurs, I think, you know, the choreography of the universe is trying to drop something into me. So, and they're talking, you know, the, 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 the newest research on atoms, very important, on that, uh, you know, the atom, what makes up what we call an atom, is 99% space. Yeah. And so basically, this one guy's idea, I didn't watch the whole thing, which I can't do. <laughs> I watched him a little while. But the idea I think he was attempting to say was that, you know, what's actually real here is the space, and what's appearing, the things are not. Yeah, because first of all, we're outnumbered unbelievably. It's like there's so much space and there's so little things in a way. And uh, but we don't we don't give any credence to that space. And the fact is, it doesn't even matter if you hear that. Oh, the atom is 99% space, but it's like at 10:35 in the morning if your toast pops up and it's too burnt. Is that going to help you really? You know. The mental understanding isn't really going to help as much as if you just question who is it that has that new understanding. If you can go right to the root from whence all the uh, delusion arises and gets supported and reinforced by that root of the sense of being a someone, you know, you know, where it's taking, let's say, what they may be pointing to as the inherent uh, reality of the space demonstrated by a movement called consciousness and taking that to be an activity we do as a thing is like one of the greatest heists of all time yeah so once once the sense of no thingness is taken to be something that we do or we're in then our attention and interest is blind to what's really going on and we only see like the reflections of a mind yeah a mental dance of conditioning is projecting a, ref, uh, a reflection which is all these little dancing things going on and all these dramas and everything like that and we get transfixed on it you know, our mind gets totally into it and we, we don't even like in this room we don't sense maybe we do you know hopefully we are to sense the space of the room instead of all the appearances of the things yeah because our it's like a, a movie I saw, Moon. I'm doing a lot of... Uh, I'm getting paid for these little <laughs> advertisements. But this movie, Moon, is a, it's pretty cool. I don't know, I'm probably going to ruin it for people if they see it. But it's about a, a clone <coughs> that's working the moon for a big corporation. down that's up in the future. And he's on a five-year plan... Uh, working in this thing alone, and it's all machinery, yeah? and he just keeps the running. And he has life, he has pictures, everything, and he calls, he gets a video call from his mother, his daughter, I mean his wife in, on Earth, and he has a whole life that he's yearning to get back to. Yeah? And then something happens, and it's, be, it's shown to him that he's a clone, that there's hundreds of him stored in the facility, and when he, when he stops working, because he only has a few year, uh, 
warranty, so to speak. They just pull up another one, and that person will have the same different feelings, but the same story. So here's the clone getting the information that he's not a clone, but what is he, is he going to feel like he's not a clone? Even if he starts thinking that he's not a clone, or feeling that he's not a clone, he's still going to be thinking and feeling from the, from the programming. Yeah? In other words, like the clone can't get out of the clone. The self can't get out of the self. The programming is in place. So if I hear the message, oh, everything is space, I'm still more concerned about the paper boy missing my porch this morning. You know what I mean? I bet your physicists that realize nothing exists here are still arguing with their wives and taking something really seriously. Where does it translate into an ease and comfort? Yeah? Where's the missing... Where's the missing... Uh, link that that understanding actualizes into uh, being uh, available or workable in where the rubber hits the road, like the living of this place. Yeah, isn't there seems to be a big uh, something goes off, right? It's sort of like in Buddhism they call it like mind candy. So you get a lot of this information. It's a great understanding, but is it translating? Yeah. So the clone now starts learning so much that he's a clone, but the feeling that's holding that information that is he's a he's that person who has a wife and has a life and he's and he's tired of being on the moon and he can't wait to get home to see his wife. Even though there's a little bit of a his wiring's getting screwed up, the fact is there is no wife. It's like the great talking head song, there is no house, there is no wife. Is this your beautiful wife? Is this your beautiful house? Yet, still, the underlying program very rarely gets gets touched because there'll be still a feeling, oh, I'm a clone. Yeah? The programming of the you will now feel, oh, I'm a clone. How could I be a clone? I'm not. But you see, the whole programming, be it a clone, somebody's walked in late, you have to watch the movie. <laughs> the whole program, being a clone or not being a clone, is held on a point of programming already. Yeah, there's still the feeling of you not being you anymore, or you, oh, I'm a clone. Yeah, there's no way self can get out of self. You can tell the clone to you, moon your face, you're not a clone, you're not a clone, you're not a clone. And he'll go, that's right, I'm not a clone. But first you go, oh, I can't take him there right away. You're a clone, you're a clone, you're a clone. Oh yeah, I'm a clone, but the, both things that's the clone and not a clone are the same. The same sense of being a long-lasting, independent, separate something. Yeah? That becomes dominant in our traveling here. So you hear that, oh, the atoms are made up of 99% space. And, you know, what's basically what's real here is no thingness. Yeah? And what's unreal, obviously, would be what's appearing from no thingness, which is thingness. And I would say we fall into that category. Yeah? Because I'm perceiving this, this thing. Yeah? And you are seeing this as a thing. Yeah? <laughs> and that thing is never going to become a non-thing. It's realizing you're not that thing. Yeah? The realization is you're not that. Then there's no confusion when the stuff, when you really, really hear all the information about what you're like. Yeah? All the terrible things you've been denying and avoiding and trying to song and dance around. Let it all land because what? It all distills into I am so much of that and I'm not. 
Yeah? But while I'm trying to make it unreal, it's as real as real can be. Because you and I are dreaming this place. We're a big participant in how this place is. Yeah? It's not convincing the dreamer, in a sense. It's realizing you're not the dreamer. Yeah? And that's the dreaming. Yeah? The dreamer is still a thing. It's still an object. I'm the dreamer. No, you're not. You're dreaming. Something is dreaming. There's dreaming, let's say. And you're an appearance in that dream. And that appearance is never going to leave the dream as the appearance. It's like, it can't leave. It's, it's sort of like that piece only applies to monopoly. It doesn't apply to risk or to any other games. You can't move the boot into other games, yeah? Let's play uh, whatever they are, risks and stuff. Yeah, the boots in the monopoly board. The boots never going to transcend the monopoly board and move to a bigger or better game. Yeah, it's the realization. Hey, I may not be that. I may not be that boot. Yeah, yet you're going to feel like a boot. Everyone's going to see you as a boot most of the time. Yeah, your mind is taking you as a boot. All the stuff that's here to shout out the reality of this place is probably going to still be shouting out the reality of this place, but there's going to be a sense, hey, I'm not that. I am not that inference. I'm not that phantom. I'm not that assumption that all of this activity, all of these perceptions are basically here to support. Yeah. Now, that's not a mental denial, because a men- mental denial doesn't work, Yeah, because it's self and trying to get out of the self. Yeah. It's some kind of, it's, I would say it's a mind denial, but not mental. It's not a mental process, but I think it's of mind. And when the mind sees or entertains the possibility, I may not be that which is the doer, is the body, is the one who's living, is the one who's responsible and has choice. I may not possibly be that. Then you're left in I don't know, and then you find out in a way. Not in the form of knowledge that we value here. Like, I can do a you know mathematical equation. Oh, yes, we're 99% space. Now I understand. No, you fucking don't, really. Yeah. Because it's the understanding still being held as a you. Now I understand. Every time that understands, you're in I know. And then the realm of I don't know, which is what I believe is always happening, always available, isn't becoming obvious to you. Because you even think you know about I don't know. Yeah? <laughs> so what's one to do? I don't know. Find out. When I heard this information, I just walked around for a while, living whatever I was doing, entertaining the possibility, and from this little template I was given, hey, you may not be that, that the movement of the mental process is the claim, or like Trungpa uh, Rinpoche, uh, the ego will take advantage of everything it comes in contact with. Now we forget what's providing that contact, which is consciousness. You're not what's in contact here, right? Consciousness is. But we forget that very little bit of important ingredient. So we think we're the one who's in contact. So whatever we are in contact with, the me takes advantage of. Because when it's me, when it's me in contact, and me thinking I'm the one who's in contact, the I is forgotten, or consciousness is forgotten, basically. Yeah? It becomes something to talk about or be interested in. I'd like to do some some practices that would make me more conscious. Yeah? But I want to be more conscious as a me, which is inherently unconscious to the fact that it's consciousness. I mean, what's the point? 
Why would I want the me to get more conscious in the state of... <laughs> it would, in a sense, just turn into more of an unconsciousness about its natural state. You know what I mean? It would become so conscious, it would be really unconscious of its natural state. <laughs> but it would be really conscious. <laughs> self doesn't seem to be able to get out of self. I don't know. How, what I've been shown is, wherever you are, that's the fence post of the content. Yeah? <laughs> the content never transcends and goes into the context. It's seen that you're not the content. Yeah? But the self is like a fence post and it travels. So wherever you think, oh, I'm on the rim of allness. <laughs> no, that allness is in the, the context of allness. Well, what the hell? I'm going to keep traveling then. And then I, I'm farther out than I've ever been before, but you're still there. <laughs> when can I get out of this thing? As this thing. You know. <laughs> so that the moment that clone was finally shut down, with all f- incredible evidence that he was a clone, he still felt like he was that person that had been programmed in him. Yeah? If you're waiting for that feeling never to be generated, that you're walking around like I don't know what here, you know, totally I think you you bought the wrong deal. Yeah? There's not going you don't need evidence of this. Yeah? You, quote unquote, may not get better. But there'll be a lack of interest in it. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. You will lose interest in you. <laughs> Why? Because it's not you. I swear to God, it's the easiest way to get out of something is realize you're not in it. <laughs> Serious. I find. <laughs> it's so clean because it doesn't take any time. Yeah? How much time does it take to leave something you're not in? <laughs> no time whatsoever. It's just the mind snaps out of this. And one of the main ingredients of the trance is time. It really is. It's, I don't know if it's given enough attention, but it's like a, it's like a flow. You don't recognize it. But every, it's like a flow that elongates feelings and thoughts. It has a lot of effect on the activity of the mental process. It's sort of like the mental process throws all its boats in, and the time is the current that takes the boats past and forward, yes? And it produces all the interest, yeah? What's, you know, so like a lot of people I know, they have given up the sense of being okay, and they're living in the hope I will be okay. And the, why that's justified is because they believed they were okay at one time. But the only time that actually is now, they've already invalidated this moment because it's only to be used to get to I will be okay or to reflect on I was okay. Yeah. It's like a robbery going on every second of the day. It's incredible. What a heist. I'm interested in attention just been hijacked enslaved to this fucking idea of Paul. Yeah? It could, no matter how far it goes in the future, you'll follow it, your interest and attention like a lapdog. Oh, 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 I'll have cancer. Oh, 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 I'm throwing up. Why? I think I'm going to have cancer. But you don't have cancer. No, no, no. 
or rounding into the past. It's unbelievable. They're enslaved, yeah? You hear this thing, the atom's 99% space. Oh, yeah, that's great. What am I going to do tonight? Am I going to the movie? Or do I have the ice cream in the freezer? I can't be alone. It's got a lot of time to pass. <laughs> this actually... This translates where the rubber meets the road, man. You travel lighter. And what through the traveling lighter, you know you're on to something, yeah? You know the quote-unquote problem. And we can get esoteric and say there is no problem, and that's true. But in the daily activity, the problem, yeah, is only really re- revealed by the solution. When the solution becomes apparent, you'll know it because the problem's effects will diminish. Yeah? So you really know it by the absence of the problem. You can't know it because it's you, actually. It's what you are. So you're not going to know it. But you'll know it, in a sense, by the relief of the problem. The problem will diminish, and then you're on to something. You know? It's like, it's not like rocket science. It's like one and one equals two. It's not a big leap. You just start, and you realize, you know, the solution to dissatisfaction is satisfaction. Plain and simple. Yeah? a stabilized sense of being satisfied, which cannot be uh, achieved or acquired by selfing, because they're in time. Yeah. So even if you feel really satisfied now, there's a damper put on it because you may not be tomorrow. Yeah. If you've had peace of mind now, it, you get sometimes it actually provokes anxiety because you're worried, well, I have it next week. Yeah. So no matter what arises in the mental state, when the selfing takes advantage of it, it will use it. It can use an incredible event in your life, some people call it whatever, the moment of clarity or awakening, whatever, or they had a realization, and it, it will use that to beat the hell out of them for the rest of their lives because you must have done something to leave it. <laughs> Everyone else is getting it. Why am, not, why am I not getting it? Yeah, and so whatever happens, if it's if it's held as it's happening to you, that you, which is a mental representation, claims it and takes advantage of it. Yeah, it uses it for its own little. You think you're entering a state of peace? It's mining it for a lot of stories. Yeah. Wait till Monday hits and he goes to work and he realizes he has a resentment at 10 in the morning. Where's the peace now, Bubba? <laughs> what did you do to lose the peace? You're just a minor peace player. See, you should be able to walk through a whole day and not get upset. Fucking end up. If anyone walked through a whole day here and didn't get upset, something's really wrong with them. Unless they have their head in the sand and not listen to anything that's going on, because I would think upsetness is a pretty damn good natural reaction to the to the conditions of this place. Yeah, but as long as but if it's not you that's upset, it's a totally different story. Yeah, upsetness may be bringing you a really really important bit of information, but if you have a belief I shouldn't be upset, when upsetness knocks on the door, you'll deny it. You'll, you won't answer it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm over that. I shouldn't get upset. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a pig in shit right now. I mean, I have it so good. I wake up, I get an intuitive hit. Hey, I should go to the beach. The beach is beautiful. <laughs> get to surf for a while. Come over here, have satsang, enjoy the space of this, yeah? 
I have no plans for the rest of the, <laughs> the, rest of the day. <laughs> All the lines are closed. I'm not a, trying to acquire value <laughs> or accrue any credit. <laughs> it's all pretty much chilled out. <laughs> and it didn't take eight hours of meditating to provoke it. <laughs> Your inherent awakeness is more than enough, I would say. I would really say your inherent awakeness is more than enough. Start there, maybe. If you want to play with it and have experiences, far out. If you don't, far out. Yeah. My greatest feeling is I've been freed from the need to be liberated. I'm telling you. I was hooked by that spiritual seeking. I wasn't, obviously, the mind for years. And you know what? It blew my mind because I was brought up a Catholic in Long Island, Irish Catholic, and uh, I read uh, Be Here Now and the Autobiography of a Yogi. I think everyone in my age, it was the first two spiritual books they read. <laughs> be Here Now and the Autobiography of a Yogi. And so I'd be standing outside at night thinking, it's not it, it's an inside job, at least. You know, those two books gave me a direction. It's, forget about out here. It's, you know, you got to look at the mind itself. And, uh, <laughs> and then suddenly I met a guru, which was unbelievable. One of my friends saw this guru. He was 12 years old. I don't know if he was a guru, really. He was the son of a guru. It was like the family business, and he was getting passed on. But he had tons of these, like people called Mahatmas, who were like saints or whatever. I don't know what, what they were. And they were, they had meetings, and they were saying, "Hey, come to this place in the in the East Village, and get and receive knowledge." And so my friend went, and so I went the next day with my friend Jimmy. And we got knowledge, you know. And it was a form of meditation. And it was great. And then suddenly, I was in a spiritual world. And I had millions of ideas about the spiritual world, yet I never was introduced to it before. So, the mind is just tons of ideas. I would say a lot, maybe not infinite, but a large, large amount of conditional ideas. And once something that reminds it of those ideas shows up, it starts injecting everything about that with all the meaning it has. And I could not believe how much meaning I had around spirituality. You know? I had my... Uh, unbelievable. And so then he was presented as the Lord of the Universe, which to me, in my head, was pretty big, you know? The Lord of the Universe, you can't get much higher than that. The Lord of the Universe, and where everyone's doing service. Hey, get over to the city. we got to do service. The Lord of the Universe is coming. Oh, hey, drive in the city. We'll paint a place. But I love the meditation. And then what I found, when I finally met the Lord of the Universe, I didn't really like the Lord of the Universe. And this was really painful, because... There's the Lord of the Universe. I don't like the Lord of the Universe. Why does that make me? It didn't make me much. Yeah? And from that point on, the whole spiritual practice, other than the meditation, was used to beat the living hell out of my pinata me. You know? With <laughs> spirituality. Where I got to a point, in a joking way, but it was somewhat serious, I wanted to kill him. You know, I figured the only way I can get him out of my head was to get rid of him. You know? So they're having a big program in Florida, 
and I'd been, I had strayed and I was doing drugs again, but I decided to go up there and I did service, but the whole time I had these overalls on and I had a vial of cocaine in the, that was like my security. Instead of like a spiritual amulet, I had coke. You know, I, like, I can make it through this. I got the coke. This is good. So it was a seven day program. And by the fifth day, I wanted to kill him, man. So he would drive around in an open car in the day. And everyone would be adoringly standing on the sides. And so I was sitting there thinking, man, if I hit him with like a poison dart that had a delayed reaction, and then he'd die like 70, 80 yards away, they would never know it was me. And I'd lay on the ground fantasizing about it because I couldn't get it out of my head. Yeah? This is what can happen. Yeah? The mind, you don't know what's behind the surface. You have ideas about everything. There are ideas available about everything. Everything that you haven't met yet, if you did, you'd have ideas about it. <laughs> They're all waiting, like, like a damned up avalanches, just waiting for your karmic conditions to bring about those, those uh, relationships. As soon as it does... <laughs> you don't know what hits you, man. You're, being, you're riding a giant wave. <laughs> so, <laughs> my solution to that was to get loaded again. That's how heavy it was. I just said, fuck it. The only way I could get permission to leave the Lord of the Universe if I'm bad enough. Really. If I didn't, if I was doing, feel, feeling like what I was feeling and didn't leave the Lord of the Universe, it would be, I would be punished for the rest of my life. So the only way I could figure it, I'll become bad again. That was always my solution. If I'm bad enough, that gives me permission to do whatever I fucking want, in a sense. So I just started getting loaded again on drugs. And I went down the tubes, big time. Got run over by a car, not once, but twice in one night. Wow. And he hit, got hit. The guy didn't know what he hit. He backed up over me. So I got hit twice in one night, man. Talking, if you believe in karma, there must have been some heavy karma there. Because <laughs> I got whacked. <laughs> so I know a little bit about that spiritual hook. Because when I got out of, when I finally came to my senses and washed up on the shores of recovery and started getting sober, my mind started becoming a little more sound. I went back to that lifestyle. I tried to meditate every day. Went to started going to Thailand, doing retreats, two week, three week retreats, and really put some attention in it. I wasn't as great a devotee to that as I was to drugs, but I wasn't bad. And it just failed. Yeah. Ultimately, it just failed. And I had used that I was the reason why enough, that self-centered view that must be me, that I actually questioned it, the program, the formula. And it just didn't suit me. I know it's, that's not going to work. Yeah? And so I let, I, that was the only identification I had in my life, because I was a house painter, I wasn't even that good at that. So it was my spiritual seeking. So my mind had a lot invested in being a good spiritual seeker. And then, but my pants fell down, and I didn't pull them back up, and it was like being like naked down at the depot in Mill Valley, you know. And I just stood there, and something was relieved, you know. My mind just moved in a different way, just like recalibrated. So some, just a little bit of a shift, but you realize uh, a, a view that's off here will geometrically progress because here is space. 
which has it, it gives it room to progress in, and time, it gives it room to do it. Yeah? So if there's a little bit of a offness, it can seem it can be seen like a huge offness here in time. Yeah? That little place where it started seemed to recalibrate. Something just moved it to another location. And then there was a new scene, you know? It was like an unspoken yes. Something moved, and I and uh, that was that in a way. Doesn't mean everything got blissful, but something became an absolute. Yeah? Just locked in like a foundation. And all the spinning shifted from that foundation. Because before I had the self thing as the foundation, which is spinning itself, yes? So of course things are agitated. It's like a double whipping thing. But when this this sense of no, you know, like became a foundation, all of this agitation lost its oomph, yeah? Because it's really being, it's feeding off of this agitation, the selfing. The selfing is endlessly seeking, yeah? It wants to become a self or unbecome a self it thinks it is. It's just an incredible, it's like, it's like the raw picture of a mind addicted, Yeah? We see pale, we see reflections of it in drug addiction and sex addiction here, but the real rawness of it is mind being addicted to the idea of being a self. Yeah? Being a long lasting independent separate entity. That's the real nexus of the agitation. That's the real engine of the seeking. Yeah? Is that selfing. Because it moves both ways. It wants to become something and then it assumes it's something and wants to unbecome that. Yeah? So it has both movements. It's trying to become and unbecome. It's all selfing, selfing, selfing. It's agitated. Yeah? Now we don't see that, so we see its reflection in all this agitation. But I'm telling you, what here begets there. Yeah? So when this mind, if the, if the system of this like mental hurricane, this storm, which is the center, the, the eye of the storm is really the me, the self, when that is dropped, when you entertain you're not that, the storm changes. Yes? All the powerful winds in manifestation and in consequential levels shift. Yeah? Because the, the, what's really generating it is that selfing. I've seen it, because I've seen it from the relief of it. So if you're not that, then you see the system starts losing its oomph. Like a, a storm that loses its juice as it goes over like a certain piece of the ocean. Yeah? It loses its juice. Well, this is what happens. It loses its juice because it's not being fueled by your interest and attention anymore. And your interest and attention now goes somewhere else. It's now being directed by some other place or no place. It's now interested in things that are not interested in you. Yeah? And the proof's in the pudding. You'll sense it every day when you're walking around. You may not need to read scriptures anymore because you're in the livingness of it. You don't need to get it verified anymore, unless you like to. But the verification is just a sense of, ha-ha, yeah, but the absolute is already there. So, I would say, for me, I always would rather see what, you know, like that clone who thinks it's a person, when it hears that it's not a person, it's going to hear it as a clone. It, when it hears that it is a person, it's going to hear it as a clone. Yeah, You're not going to get out of it both messages. Yeah. 
The point is, I'm not that clone. That inherent starting point in this in this board game, I'm not that. Then the whole board game has to shift and fit itself around that. Yeah? Instead of having the whole board game fitting itself around the idea of being a you. And if you're not the center of the quote-unquote storm, who is or what is? If you're not the center of it, what is? If the awareness or consciousness that's being demonstrated all day through conscious contact isn't what we are, then what the hell are we? If we're not of thing, then what are we of? Like Jesus says, you're in this world. I don't know what he says, but you know, in the books, he says, when he, I really I like this statement a lot, where we are in this world, but we're not of this world. So we're in this world of thingness, but we're not of a thing. Yeah? We're not of a thing. So then you hear, oh, the atom is 99% space, far out. Because you have the sense of that already. Your attention now is very interested in what's real space more than what isn't real, all the things appearing in space. You still have enough interest and attention to navigate this place, but you're not enslaved to it, yes? Your interest and attention now, because I believe interest and attention is of no thingness, you can't see it, can you? You don't have a quality of it or a quantity of it. You don't. You can't pack it into a box. Oh, here's my. This, all right, you get your weekly ration of interest. All right, spend it well, whatever you know. No, there's just a lot of interest and attention. It's it's a sense. It's a it's a it's an activity out of no thingness from no thingness. So once the interest and attention is unwedded to the self, which is a mental thing, yeah it may now be attracted to its own nature, which is no thingness. So while you're sitting in a room, you'll sense the presence of what? The space in the room. When you're walking around in the day, you'll sense the presence of what? All the cars and the people? You'll perceive all those, but you'll sense the presence of the space. It's not like you train it. It's just free from one thing, and you'll find out where it goes. Yeah? I find it goes to nothingness. So a presence that I never sensed before on a daily, on a very stabilized level is now sensed on a stabilized level. What happened? Absolutely nothing, actually. Yeah? That's the way it's always been. The reality is the big enchilada here is nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it deserves a little attention. <laughs> How do you give it attention? Well, you don't. You just see what you're not, and then the attention shifts from that to this, let's say. But there's no you taking it from there, wrestling it from this, and then giving it over to that. That would be still attention on things, yeah? Self can't get out of self. That's the, probably the biggest dilemma we have here, yeah? It's like that old thing I used to say. You hear the message, you're a lion. And it just, you're not a lion. I'm not talking about it. But it's, you know, it's emblematic of something. So you're a lion. So you hear the message, you're a lion. You're a lion, you're a lion. It sounds really great. You're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. It hits your ear, and now it's, I can become like a lion. Yeah? No, that's not it, see? As soon as the selfing claims this message... It take, turns it into what it thinks it is, which is, I, the self, am going to become like a lion. Which means, you'll never be a lion. Yeah? 
more, the harder you try to become like one, it just verifies that you're not one. And you're not going to get out of that. You're not going to get out of it. It's not a point where you, you try to become so much, it negates the little opposite boomerang reaction, which is affirming that you're not. It doesn't work that way. Mind is pretty rules. Pretty, it's in a little state of rules. And one is, it goes this way, therefore that. Yes? So, I'm becoming like a lion all day. But you're still inherently the sheep you're taking yourself to be. The point is, you're not a sheep. So I'd much rather go to that, a, a, an entertaining of what I'm not, not an entertaining of what I am. Because if if I entertain what I am, I'm doing it from what I'm not. And it's very difficult to break that habit. But if I just go right to what I think I am, yeah, it negates that. Yeah. It, it changes a different, it creates a different dynamic, which a door that wouldn't budge swings open, so to speak. Yeah? Because you're trying, to, you're trying to open a door while it goes the other way. Yeah? And when it's, you stop that, it swings open. And then it's like the hopeless open gate. You know? The open gate or the gateless gate or the open secret. Where before you have to pull a push, yeah? But if I'm not that, then it just goes, and then you see, ah! doesn't take any time whatsoever. All the time that we take is not being that. <laughs> this is all about not being that. This is why we go do these mess talks. Because the mind is really addicted to trying to be that. So, in time, that's where it fills itself up with. I'm going to be that no matter what. But when that drops, it didn't take any time for that to occur. Yeah? Yeah? It's like the letting go doesn't take any time, it's the holding on. The holding on is what's producing the sense of time. The letting go, and the holding on, I, it, it sometimes looks in the story that the holding on was necessary to let go. But there is a big gap there. They're not the two things. So. Letting go, I, I, I have a sense that takes no time because it's not even a letting go. You just realize you're not who's holding on. Yeah? If, you, if you're not who's holding on, it's better than letting go. Yeah? Because if it was letting go, it would probably be you doing it again, right? Then you'd obviously hold on again. <laughs> you, I'm going to hold on to the letting go. <laughs> How do I hold on to the letting go? I really like the letting go. I'm going to hold on to it. You can't get out of the system. Yeah? It's a failed system. Failed system. And you can't transcend an imaginary place. It doesn't work. You can't, tra- you can't leave somewhere you're not. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't go to somewhere you already are. It's just you can't. I, the mind loves it. It loves the trip. It loves the journey because it acquires a lot of identification along the way. It gets, can become a noble self or whatever, yeah? But this is. It, you're not going to get those little perks, you know? You're not going to actually be there and have an experience of your own absence. It's not going to happen, yeah? <laughs> here is not to hear the message. Coming here is to stop listening to the other message in a sense. It's not about hearing another message. It's uh, maybe questioning who's listening to all messages. Yeah. <laughs> or you can leave today, there's probably someone else giving a message. Probably better than this message. Rush! Go ahead. Get the more advanced, better message. <laughs> the 
it'll still be you having it. <laughs> I know, but I think I need a turbocharged message. Good luck. Extreme turbocharged Buddhism. Go ahead. Yes. Sign up for extreme turbocharged Buddhist seminar. You'll be standing on one leg for eight hours. You'll have a breakthrough. Of course you will. You'll definitely have a breakthrough. <laughs> like a guy did a talk in, a, in Boston, and he was talking about a, he had been to a some kind of class, and they had they had people standing like sometimes she come standing like this for, for like eight, seventeen minutes yeah, or more, and supposedly something was going to happen. So he says, "When I did it, nothing happened." And so he says, "What should I have done?" I said, "You should have stood for eighteen." <laughs> Because that's how it goes on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't just go, it doesn't, it's not, it's a slinky. If it goes this, this forces the next, yeah? One isn't going to stop this movement. One is part of the next movement, yeah? This movement has something to do with this movement. This produces this, produces this, produces this, produces this. How are you going to use one of these movements to stop this? It's this movement that produces the oomph for this thing to go like that. Yeah? You can't, it's not like you're going to cut the slinky in half. Which is going to be you? This is the good slinky. This is the slinky. It's all a slinky. <laughs> Watch it. Watch your mind. What happens when you get to your mythical heat there? Yeah, the thing that you really, if I just felt that way, if I just, whatever. So you go like this, like a slinky, you get to the mythical there. Once you land in the mythical there, it becomes here again. <laughs> now you're looking for another mythical there. And then it becomes here again. And then another mythical there. And then it becomes here again. And it's the slinky yourself thing going on and on. Oh, let's go back. <laughs> oh, let's go forward. I bet you won't follow me if I go back. <laughs> Good luck. The slinky is like your little shadow. Always, oh, I, I, I got, I achieved something. Then the fear of losing it comes up. <laughs> I have it. I'm gonna lose it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't mind. You can't have only one side of the butterfly wing. Yeah, they're both. The same, exact same, but that's what causes the butterfly to fly. Yeah, one goes this way, one goes that way. There is a solution. Yeah, you'll never know it, but you'll find out. This question, maybe, you know, there's a lot of people give you a subjective questioning. I think that's a good thing to do. You know, if your head's worrying about next week. Instead of letting your attention attend to next week, ask who is it that's worrying, you know? Take take your eye off the ball, because the ball is to distract you. You know, next week, the job, cancer, like this, yeah? Take the eye off the ball, see who is it that's throwing the ball, yeah? If it isn't you, you can leave the game. If it's you, you're beholden to the game, yeah? But if it isn't you, you may be able to call, not call the game quits, just walk away. This is what I like about subjective questioning. It takes the attention off of whatever thing you're thinking you're doing and questioning, well, who is it that's doing it? Or from whence does that behavior arise? Or from where? 
Because selfing is still coming out of what is. Yeah? Nothing here, if you take everything that's happening here, it will always lead you back to what is. Because that's what is. Life is good. I like those socks, bro. I don't know if I'd like to get too close to that. Life is good, though. <laughs> In recovery, we say, don't take yourself so seriously. Rule 62. It's really a good one to remember. <laughs> How can you not take it seriously if it's you? That's the biggest meaning the mind can give anything. <laughs> You're bigger than God. God's nothing compared to the me. <laughs> who know, who know, who's going to have the knowing of what? The me is going to know God. I mean, obviously the me is bigger than God is. Yeah. So <laughs> if you can lose interest in me... Then you'll see the you and the I. You'll sense the I. You'll see the you and you'll see the other you's. And then you'll sense the I. Maybe you'll be able to navigate here better. You'll see blue is blue and red is red. Things will clear up. Yeah, It's the me that creates a lot of the distraction. That's, I always share this now because I went into a drug and alcohol program at 85 to 87 called Delancey Street. It was mostly for convicts. I had no idea about the problem. I didn't. I had no idea of AA. I probably could have... Sh- You've shopped for some good, easier, softer rehabs, you know. But I went into, I walked in, I volunteered to go in here. And it was mostly convicts and, yeah, just a lot of convicts. People going go to jail or coming from jail. So I went in there and um, I stayed there two years. Yeah. And I I didn't get, didn't get loaded. And uh, when I left there, I didn't really like everyone there. I didn't like the principals of the place and the president and everything. But I had to admit... Uh, that my life looked better with them running it than it ever did with me running it, yeah? Because they never saw me as a me. They never saw me as me. They saw me as a junkie. They had a much clearer view of the you, yeah? But my view of the you was very, very distorted because I kept calling it me. And I thought, I should have it differently. I have a sense of entitlement. Like, when I used to get arrested, I used to be surprised a lot. Why are you doing this to me? You know what I mean? I just was really... I was. I took umbrage at it. What the fuck are you arresting me for? Well, you're just shooting up in the car. Oh! Oh, is is that a violation? It's my medicine. I swear... I was really surprised quite a lot. I'm really disappointed too. So, but the, see, the thing is, we don't see the you. We call it me. And we don't see the I because we're seeing it. We're seeing, we are the I. So we call that something that we do as a me. Yeah? We've, we've lied about the you and we're lying about the I. This little mental process called me. So now we'd like to tell the truth about the me. Yeah? Don't worry about it. it's the lies about the I and the you. Just tell the truth about the me. If I'm not that, then you may get a clearer vision of the you, and you'll definitely sense the presence of I. But not as me. That's the good news. So. Any questions today? Today? No?
I want to stand up and show the back. I, I found this shirt at a thrift store. I really like this shirt. Relax, God's in charge. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Only because it was that size did you get it. I was going to keep it if it was large. <laughs> my, my benevolence was conditional. <laughs> I just thought that was so cool. You know? <laughs> if you're not relaxed at others, maybe others no, will when they see the message. So you may not be getting the message, but maybe others will see it. <laughs> so, alright, that's that. We'll, uh,